0: Everybody, thanks so much for joining me today. I have been so excited to bring you, um, you know, great topics in the month of January. Topics that hopefully you have found helpful in supporting your uh, weight loss goals, helpful in terms of supporting, uh, you know, just detoxification and healthy reset, getting things back on track after coming through the holiday season. So today, I want to finish that, uh, not finish it, but I want to continue. On, We're actually going to do one more uh, series uh, in that regard uh, next week. Uh, But um, today, I want to talk a little bit about reversing insulin resistance. And this is a, a really hot topic. This is an important topic. This is one of the very best things that people can do for their overall health. And this is certainly something, as a family practice physician, I deal with every single day. In my medical practice, and you know, the reason I deal with it is uh, primarily because of the standard American diet and what we have been gradually trained to transition to or to start eating really over the past thirty years. And so, let's start off. Let me get you know very specific about what insulin resistance is, and really what I see, you know, as the the, the key problem, and then why it is so important and, and makes such a dramatic impact on overall health. So insulin resistance is this whole phenomenon where we're basically eating too many carbohydrates, too much sugar in the diet. And you know, if you look at statistics of how much sugar does the average American eat or consume in one year today versus say 30 years ago or, or really 50 years ago, it's unbelievable, you guys. It is absolutely an unbelievable number. And I know when I've looked at that statistic before, you know, I've actually thought, well, it, there's no way that that can be true. There's no way that Americans are actually consuming that much sugar in a year. Uh, you know, currently. But then when you stop and you think about sodas and you think about, you know, the fact that there's, you know, sometimes a fourth to a half a cup of sugar uh, in a drink such as that, I mean, it's just unbelievable when you look at the grams of sugar that are in, that would be in our foods. So what has happened is, you know, we end up on this yo-yo of elevated blood glucose and you know our bodies are absolutely amazing and when we have high blood sugar okay so so i eat up you know high carbohydrates or something with sugar in it my blood sugar is going to increase my body is designed to keep that in uh, under control okay to keep it lower and so what it does in response to that is it my pancreas will produce a bunch of insulin And as it's producing this insulin, the insulin should bring that sugar back to normal range so that I don't have all of this blood sugar in my bloodstream. Okay, when you have high, super high levels of sugar in your bloodstream, it is literally like your heart is having to pump ketchup. Um, When you look at our diabetic education classes and so forth, um, that's actually one of the things that they do. They'll show you what is your blood like in terms of viscosity or thickness? What is it like, you know, when your blood sugar is running 200? What is it like when it's over 300? And it, it, it does eventually be become very thick, uh, like ketchup. And so you can imagine how difficult that would be to move that, circulate that through the body. So so basically, our pancreas will produce a bunch of insulin to bring that blood sugar down and keep us at a normal steady state in our bloodstream. Well, the problem is, you know, we typically uh, are eating so many carbs and so much sugar that the insulin uh, keeps going higher and higher. And the reason behind this is that our cells become less sensitive over time to the insulin if we are in a continuous high insulin state. So what would be a continuous high insulin state? Well, typically, if we're eating a carbohydrate-heavy diet um, with all of the grains, the grains, the grains, you know, you guys have heard me say before that, you know, if if you want to fatten up a cow in the field, what do you feed it? And, and the answer is grain. You feed it corn, you feed it grains. And uh, it's the same for us. If you want to fatten up a human, what do you feed it? You feed it grain, okay? And so, so the same thing happens. And the reason that it fattens them up is as that insulin goes high, insulin is a growth hormone. It's a messenger hormone. It also sends the message, store that excess as fat store it for a bad day when we don't have food available or whatever. And so we will pack that on as fat and um, we have this vicious cycle. So typically what we see in a standard day, a standard work day for a lot of people uh, in the U.S. is, you know, they eat a high-carb diet. Think about most breakfast foods. If people are eating cereal, that is very high-carb. So they eat the high-carb diet, their their, uh, pancreas goes to work, produces a bunch of insulin, that sometimes the insulin overshoots that and now it drops their blood sugar lower and they're feeling just, you know, not real great, whatever. Um, And and the next thing you know, they go get more sugar, maybe out of the vending machine at work. And they're on this roller coaster that is elevated insulin crash, elevated insulin crash, elevated insulin crash. And it is basically caught leading or, or contributing to obesity. It's one of the biggest problems that we have. And so the problem with it is, you know, you, well, you can see the problem with it. You're going to gain weight and it's this vicious cycle that people are stuck in. And that's the reason that we talk so much about don't pay attention to that that food pyramid with all those grains because Too much grain is a bad thing. You know, I've also said before, when you look at foods, you know, there are essential amino acids. Those are proteins that are essential that we get in our diet. We have to get them in our diet. They're the building blocks to run biochemical reactions within our body. And so we've got to eat that. Uh, We also have essential fats that are essential that we get in our diet. And again, those are building blocks, things that our body will use in the biochemistry to make things function the right way. There are no essential carbs, none, no essential carbs. And quite honestly, you can get plenty of carbs from the fresh vegetables that you're eating. So, So when we look at You know transitioning this diet and it's not to say that you can't have any carb you know i typically try to steer my patients toward um, a, a limit of about 50 grams a day if they are trying to lose weight now you know kids kind of fall into a different category here with with carbohydrate consumption but we want to have moderation what we see in the standard American diet is far from moderation. Uh, what we see in the standard American diet is an encouragement of endless amounts of grain, endless amounts of grain, and limiting some of the other stuff, right? Okay, so that is not healthy. It's not a healthy pr- approach. It's not sustainable. And it will typically end up pushing toward a five to 10 pound weight gain every single year because you are having to rail against or fight against those. Elevated insulin levels. So, in my practice, when I'm doing, well, you know, annual wellness exams, I typically, uh, if if I can, get it covered by insurance or whatever. I actually like to order a fasting insulin level because that kind of gives me an idea what's going on in this person's body. They may not be in that pre-diabetic category yet, but if their fasting insulin level is high, then I'm going to tell you they are pre-diabetic, okay? That is the phase before diabetes. So if that fasting insulin is running high, I mean, you know, they've not even had anything to eat and their insulin is high. That tells me that they are consistently throughout the day running high insulin levels, fat packing, okay, packing everything on, everything they eat on is fat. And they are most likely going to be feeling this, this yo-yo of energy that, that is up and down, up and down, up and down. So one of the things that we teach is this lower carb, okay, you know, reducing the carbohydrate content. And of course, if you're reducing carbs, you, you know, you need to get your calories um, from somewhere. And most of us, actually end up eating too many calories in a day. But if you're reducing your carbs, you're probably going to find that you need to increase, you know, your fat content, your healthy fat content, you know, think avocados, um, some of the nuts, you know, that sort of thing. So healthy fats, increasing that, uh, and then moderate amounts of protein in the diet, which can be plant-based protein or uh, animal as long as it is clean, okay? So that is really the key, Uh, and we're going to talk more about clean and how that has an impact on the gut in next week's episode. Uh, But for today, so this whole insulin resistance phenomenon, again, it's important from a weight standpoint, but it's, it's also critical from the standpoint of looking at inflammation in the body when when you are having on that cycle of just always having that high insulin and you're getting this insulin resistance where the cells are no longer responding to the insulin that your body's making so now your pancreas keeps making more 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 to try to do the job of bringing that blood sugar down you are in an inflammatory state that inflammatory state is going to contribute to things like coronary artery disease it's going to contribute to, um, you know, Alzheimer's as well. It's going to have a negative impact on the gut. It's a whole body thing, you guys. So, you know, when you when we look at, you know, treating the body or healing the body, you know, so many times what we do for one component will have an effect on all the rest. And I am telling you, this one thing. If you could get this one thing down and make a difference right here in your health, you will be amazed at the overall health benefits that that you experience just by bringing those circulating fasting insulin levels down in, in your bloodstream uh, and stabilizing your blood sugar. And you guys, I'm talking not just to diabetic or type 2 diabetic people or pre-diabetic people. I'm talking to anybody who has a an elevated fasting insulin uh, level, um, which would be, you know, a tremendous number of us. So, so basically take a look at that and when you get your annual exam with your primary care doctor this year or whatever you might want to ask them hey would you just would you check my fasting insulin level I'm really curious you know I've I've heard that that can be a precursor to prediabetes and I just really want to see you know where where I am on that scale so uh, I encourage you to do that and I know that making this change toward, um, you know, eating, uh, you know, lower carbohydrate, less grain is going to benefit so many of us in so many great ways. The other thing that we see playing in here that is a really powerful key. And I talk about it all the time. It's intermittent fasting. And even if you're not a true intermittent faster, um, if you can just, you know, uh, you know, Commit to fasting for 12 hours every single night. That's really not intermittent fasting, you guys. That's just healthy living, okay? So when you think about, um, you know, we we always call it breakfast because you're breaking your fast, okay? If you eat dinner at 7 p.m. and then you have breakfast at 7 a.m., you know, you're going to probably say, well, that's kind of normal, right? Right? But the reality is so many people are not fasting that 12 hours. They're eating late at night and then they're, you know, eating during the night or early in the morning. And so what happens is it's just a constant steady state of sugar, 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 sugar. And you, if, if that's you, uh, if you're not fasting long enough, um, you know, the full 12 hours uh, or if you're eating really, really high carbohydrates, um, you know, your last meal in the evening or you're eating a lot of sugar. Chances are you wake up starving, absolutely starving because of the what is going on metabolically during the night in your body. And so anyway, I want to encourage everybody to get down the 12-hour the fast. It takes 12 hours, no calories for 12 hours, to burn through the glucose in your system. After that, you're fat burning, okay? You are truly burning fat. And again, that's not for everybody depending on their situation. Always check with your doctor. You guys know that I love you know, extending that on. Once you've got the 12 down, I love going to 14 and then ultimately landing at 16. There are plenty of people out there who go further. Um, I feel like you need to work with somebody if you are gonna go further, Uh, but, but it definitely plays in. And it is to me, the number one thing Besides reducing carbohydrates, uh, adding in at least your 12-hour fast every single night will absolutely reverse this insulin resistance phenomenon, this high circulating insulin level that we see. And the good news is it only takes about a week. To, to really see a difference and improvement with pulling that insulin down. So today, I want to encourage you to jump on the bandwagon, to lower your grain consumption across the board, uh, and to at least incorporate a 12-hour fast every single night. So I hope this has been helpful. Next week, I hope you'll join me as we uh, you know, delve a little bit further into the microbiome gut health, uh, talk a little bit about clean eating and why, um, why that matters and just really what's going on from a gut standpoint in the standard American diet. So thanks so much for joining me, everybody. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.